everyone, and welcome back to the Blush You podcast, the podcast where you tell us your juiciest stories. We get to dish on them. I'm Callie, and I'm here with Elise. Hello, everybody. We back. We back. We back. We back. Well, I mean, you guys don't know that we're back, but we took a little recording break, yeah. and so for us, we're back, but for you, we're right on time, so... Yep. Never mind. Um, but let's like, I just want to like dive in. So I want to hear about your, I'm so excited to see, to see what your sparkle is, Elise. Like, honestly, I know you have a few you could share, so I'm excited to see which one. You I know. know you probably think I'm going to share one, but I'm not going to share that. <laughs> I mean, maybe next week I might say that one cause it's a good one, but I have to like think about it more. Cause I just feel like I'm like, how am I going to word that? So my sparkle today is relevant, but not the one you're thinking that it is, but okay. I know it'll come back. It'll resurface. It's not gone forever. It's just not, it's, it's not today's, but today my sparkle is if you tell yourself you can't do something, then you won't do it. So for some context, I have, I wanted to create a blush book club. Okay. I wanted to create this because for the past five fucking years, I have had it on my new year's resolution goals to read one book a month. I'm not kidding you for the past, my, my fa- past five journals for the past five years, say this every single year. And I've never done it. So I was like, okay, how can I hold myself accountable? And lo and behold, the blush book club was born. So I always, this is long. Everything I say is long winded, but I'll try to, you know, keep it short and sweet. But basically for the longest time I've told myself like, oh, I'm not that great of a reader, right? Because I'll read a little bit and then I'll get sidetracked or like, I feel like I won't retain the information. And I just tell myself like, oh, you're not that great of a reader. So in the start of becoming, I was like really having like hitting kind of a wall. I was like, oh my gosh, you're like not that great of a reader. Like, what did you just read? You have to read that again. But then I just was like, if I tell myself I'm not going to be able to do this, then I'm not, and then it's going to be hard. But if I just let that go and just enjoy the book and like whatever comes to me, comes to me, then it is great. And so that's what I've been doing. And it's been, I've flown through it and I love it. That's amazing. I, it's never been on my new year's resolution and I haven't joined a book club that I haven't quit two months later. So this is going to be really interesting for me, but yeah, we chose becoming as our first book club selection, which Uh. Michelle Obama is, oh my gosh. I confession. I already read it like a while ago, but then I thought that I didn't finish it. Turns out I did. So I've just been rereading being like, wait, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. But it's been a great book to reread. And yeah, I just, I love it. But I'll show you, I, at least I just have to normalize something. I feel like everyone gets sidetracked when reading. I, half the time I like read a chapter and I'm like, wait, what the, wait, I've been thinking about something else this entire time. Like, what did I just, and I just go back and read, read stuff too. I mean, if someone out there doesn't know what we're talking about, I would love to meet you and shake your hand because kudos to you. I feel like that's common. Really? Okay. I guess I'm like not in like the reading world. Like I don't, my family doesn't read a lot. My mom reads, but like, you know, Carl doesn't really enjoy reading. So I don't know if that's normal, but I guess it is, which thank yeah. you for normalizing that for me. Beauty of reading, because when you're reading something 
well, maybe I'm just a narcissist, but I always apply it to myself. <laughs> I'm reading something and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense because of this. And then my mind goes to like a memory. And sometimes there are boring parts of a book, like love you, Michelle, but there are some chapters where I was like, I could have done without. And so, <laughs> you know, I, I go, I go somewhere else and I'm thinking about something else. I, that doesn't mean that the book's not good. And it doesn't mean that I'm stupid because I'm daydreaming about something else or I just kind of checked out for a second. I don't know. I hope that's normal. Yeah. No, I, I love, I love that. And I also just have to say, I am obsessed with Michelle Obama. I feel like I really resonate with her. Yeah. You, you too. I mean, not that I've met Michelle, we're on first name basis, by the way, Michelle. but not that I've met her, but yeah, from what she's given us, she reminds oh. me of you big time. Oh, like I'm obsessed with her. And the part where, um, I was reading this last night, but the part where her, her daughter, they had like the tigers roaming around on the front lawn and like they started chasing them. And then her daughter got like hit with the tranquilizer. I guess I like spaced out in the part where it was like, and then I woke up from a dream. And so I keep reading and I'm like, wait, 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 what the fuck just happened? She gets you there. She on purpose because it's kind of like one sentence where she's like and then I woke up she's yeah but she does remind me of you a lot and honestly this could turn into like a pre-book club thing so I think we have to put a gabosh on this but if you're interested in joining the blush book club um uh, we're gonna announce the next book shortly granted this episode's gonna air after we've already met up about Michelle's becoming but just know that it's a part of it and you can join in whenever you want and it's gonna be really fun I love it. Okay, Callie, I am ready for your sparkle. Okay. So my sparkle is kind of going to be half-assed and it's only because like Elise didn't want to share her sparkle of this week technically, and she's waiting. I should be doing that too, but I don't know how. So, so I'm just, but I'm going to protect myself because I know I feel ready today, but I shouldn't be. And I probably won't be ready tomorrow. So that means I'm just going to like protect myself and use some boundaries and make sure that I'm not totally setting myself up for failure, but I'm still going to give y'all a part of it. So basically I've been dealing with something that's kind of health related that is like tough to talk about. So some of you guys probably are sitting here listening. You're like, Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> and if that's the case, that's fine. But I'm, so obviously this was a setback kind of learning about what's going on with my body and not being super pumped about what I was finding out. But, and, and that's always tough, but here's the good news. And here's my sparkle. Basically, it's kind of like a pre advocate for yourself. So I'm not even at the stage yet where I'm talking with doctors and I'm getting as much information as I can because one insurance sucks. And if you've ever been confronted with something like this, it's so annoying that you have to have like perfect insurance and all this stuff. Otherwise, like even getting information becomes such a money suck and it takes forever too. It's time consuming to like get appointments, figure out the right people to go to. So this episode is a big bear hug to the internet. <laughs> the internet. And I know that the internet gets shit on routinely because of social media and bullying and comparison game and blah, blah, blah. But I have been in awe with just like technology and what the internet has provided me. I have gotten tests for myself that I paid for out of pocket that are cheap as fuck and are, do not rival what the doctor would have provided me, like not even close. And I, I could do the test at home, send in the results, got them, boom. Okay. I'm, I'm more informed. Like 
twice, two of those, which is just incredible. I'm like armed with knowledge. And then I'm like reaching out to people. I'm like Googling things. I'm on Reddit. I basically like, again, like I have my MD from Reddit. I just like everyone that, and this is not, obviously I don't, any doctors, I know you, I'd probably be like the worst patient ever. Cause you, I'm going to come in and be like, I already know everything, but it was crazy talking to a friend. And this is kind of a sub sparkle, which is like rely on your network whenever you feel like you're in free fall and don't have answers. Like, don't be afraid to reach out to people that you trust. Also though, be careful because I did share some stuff in not mixed company. This is obviously pandemic or in big groups, but I said something, um, in passing to someone and I realized I wasn't ready because their feedback was like, not that great. <laughs> so, but if you have people that you trust, I just like really encourage you to like be vulnerable and reach out because I have become like a pre-warrior for what I'm about to embark upon. And I cannot imagine not knowing the shit I know now. Like it would have taken me six months, I think, to get to the point like with experts if I had just gone down the normal path. Mm -hmm. So I look, I know the internet gets shit on again. And I know that a lot of people will tell you, don't research, don't go. It's a rabbit hole. You can find a lot of bad information, but it's like, yeah, but you can also find out a lot of stuff that's going to save you so much money and so much time and just give you some semblance of control. I literally was just about to say that. I was like, it's, you know, when you have those things at your fingertips and you have the power to be able to be researching and talking and exploring, like that gives you a sense of control in a situation where you might not have that, you know? Yeah. I mean, and obviously I'm pro startup because of blush, like blush is, I mean, I like don't call it a startup because it's mine and we're not, you know, it's not like we're out raising a bunch of VC money and being like, bros, yeah, disruptor. But like, <laughs> obviously we're like kind of like that. And so I'm very pro like taking advantage and using other people's innovative strategies to your advantage. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been like, it's been overwhelming, but it's also been like really empowering to be like, Shit, I've got like resources. And if I'm not afraid to use them, this could turn out really well for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's yeah. my circle. Sorry if it's a little muddy. I know that I'm not giving the full story. I will. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> You, by the end of this, everyone's going to know exactly what I'm going through and like all the steps I took. So don't worry, but I just, I'm in a really good space today and tomorrow I might not be. So figured, didn't want to like, you know, ruin things for me prematurely. Yep. I feel like you got to, you know, protect yourself in sharing your story because you definitely have to be, you know, when you, when you share your story, you're leaving windows open for other people to give their opinion. And if you're not there yet, then it can be like really overwhelming in an art, you know, like when you're already feeling like you're trying to navigate things. Yeah. I mean, I think we forget, I mean, especially women in general, like I feel like women are so nuanced and can pick up on other nuances. And like, of course the unsolicited advice I get is usually from men. <laughs> <laughs> men are fine like you're fine whatever we're obviously like the superior gender but like so you can't get mad at them because they're just not as smart they're just trying trying their best but yeah like it like blows my mind sometimes when people can't pick up on like the fact that this is a sensitive topic and maybe I don't know shut your fucking mouth but <laughs> Callie, I, 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 I 
I love you, Maddie. Okay, enough about me. Let's get into today's story. This is going to be, oh, I'm a broken record. I'm like, I'm so excited. It's going to be so great, but it really is. It's going to be awesome. So Elise, I want to hear it. Let's okay. Go. This is from Connie. So let's get into it. Dear Blush, my maternity leave is coming to an end. I am a mother of two boys, two and a half years old and five months and return to work next month. Up until September, we were living in Manhattan before COVID hit and had enrolled our son in a school for the fall and had plans to purchase an apartment. But all of that changed and the desire for space prevailed and we moved into a home in New Jersey. I am a working mom and I've been with my company for 15 years. I love the people I work with and enjoy the work. However, I am incredibly anxious about my re-entry. I was so burned out this summer working from home in New York with a toddler while pregnant, and I am nervous about how I'm going to handle juggling it while we are all under one roof. We have a wonderful nanny who is incredibly helpful, and I have a husband who also works from home is helpful too, but I am still worried, especially after being home 24-7 with no real distractions with both kids, that I'm not going to be able to loosen the reins on things like their schedule, meals, etc., and end up trying to manage the house things I'm doing now, plus work. I'm also nervous about letting work down. For example, not making 6 p.m. calls or having background noise, then working late to make up for the hours I miss during the day, then feeling resentful. Tips or advice on how to get back to work and manage the stress and anxiety. Love, Connie. Connie, we love you. Okay. I've got so many thoughts. Like I have a million thoughts going through my mind and I, I'm so overwhelmed with my own brain that I don't even know where to get started. Tell us us your thoughts. I know. I'm so glad she wrote in about this because I think it's, it, even though like I'm not there at all, I think that so many women at some point are going to face this, especially with more women working than ever have before. And this whole, I mean, COVID is just throwing a wrench in our normal anyway, even if you weren't like, even if you don't have a virus or whatever, like women have gotten the shit beaten out of them. It, like their study after study has shown that women disproportionately have been affected by COVID more than men, just because of the amount of duties that we're expected to do with our kids being home and having, you know, not needing outside help and all the things. Mm-hmm. The one I feel for you and just know that this stress and anxiety is normal and there's not going to be a ton you can do to combat it with when we are just like grasping at straws here to tread water. I mean, it's going to be really, really tough for you to go back to pre COVID world where everything's fine and you've got a million resources that are ready to take your kids to daycare. And it's not the end of the world. If you have outside help enter your, you know, your home and, And, you know, you can actually, I don't know, go to the office where you can get a break and you don't have to worry about everything. So one, that's not going to go away, which means I think you need to lower your expectations. And I hate giving that advice because one, it's really hard to follow. And two, it's like, oh, so you want me to settle? But the reality is you can't make things perfect again. And even if we weren't in COVID times, it would still be really tough to to reach the level of perfection that you're used to hitting. Mm -hmm. Like it just is not going to happen. I've heard, 
okay, I'm not a mom, so I don't want to try to even pretend like I know what I'm talking about. But for anyone that has had kids, especially more than one, like scales of economy do not work for children. That's what I'm told time and time again. Like you have one child and then you have a second and people are like, oh, she already has one. So the second will be like, you know, not a big deal. She's already, it's like, no, like it is double the work, double the time, double the everything. It is not scales of economy here. So you are going to, you have so much more on your plate, which means a hundred percent of your time and effort and energy and perfection is not going to go to being a mom and it's not going to go to being at work. Like, mm -hmm. and I think you need to let go of that as soon as fricking possible. Mm -hmm. So that's where I want to start. I could probably talk about this for an hour, which is hilarious because I'm not a mom and don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm going to stop myself and I want to hear from you, Elise. No, I think that that's a great advice. And that kind of went along with one of the tips that I was thinking of in reading over Connie's story. But I feel like we can't expect the future to be like how things were in the in the in the past you know like it sounds like you know sh where her worry is coming from is i had it all figured out right it was working well it was a well-oiled machine we got it all done it worked well and now her fear is we're in a different home we're all going to be under the same roof covid you know two kids instead of one so it's obviously all of these new things are involved in her life. And so that would be my first tip is just, you can't expect the future to be like the past. You're in a new season. You have a lot of new dynamics, new people, you know, new family members, new expectations. I think you just have to wipe your slate clean and just know that you're going into a new season and give yourself grace because with any new season, you're going to have bumps in the road. You're going to have a transition and adjustment period. You know, like it probably, it, it could go smoothly, but it also might not go smoothly. And you just have to be okay with that because it's life and it's going to be freaking hard, but you know what I'm going to say, Callie, we can we do hard can things. Do we can. So I absolutely. Okay. So that's number one. Thank you, Elise. I feel like you're organizing all of my thoughts too. Cause I'm like, yes. Okay. That was one. I, again, my, my mind is still going a mile a minute, which what's new. I mean, I use 10 words when one would do, but okay. So the second thing I want to talk about is you said that you've been with this company for 15 years, which that, thank you so much for providing that detail. This is why we like longer stories so that we can get full context. Mm -hmm. You are not starting a new job. It's not like you've only been there for two years, 15 girl, these people know you, they know what you're made of. They know what you can do. And not only that, that means your experience is out of control. And so I want to talk to you a moment about you said like the 6 p.m. calls and making up for missed hours. I need you to scrap the idea that time is what you get paid for. Scrap it. We are all taught that when we're young and inexperienced. You have 15 years under your belt, which means you're not being paid for time anymore. You're being paid for your experience. So it's okay if you work less hours. Those hours are more, are more valuable than they were when you first started out. You've got 15 years of experience packed into this one hour that you're giving this company. So I don't need you to be on the phone at six. I don't need you to be making up for missed time. I don't need you to be doing any of those things. Like you need to realize that your value is immeasurable right now. Um, there's this amazing example that I saw that's floating around the internet. And it's like, it's this picture. You don't even actually see the guy doing it, but it's this old antique dining room. And you know how like super nice antique furniture sometimes is like hand painted. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It's like not my style, <laughs> but it's this picture of this 
I guess this person drawing this like super straight line. And then when he gets to the corner of the dining room, he does this like intricate design and it keeps going. The whole video is probably a minute long. And by the time they're done, it's this like gorgeous painted dining room, that's dining room table. That's like, whole, oh my God, it looks like it took five hours to do maybe like five months. Honestly, the detail is so incredible. It took this person like what a minute too, because they've been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. But that dining room table is still worth a ton because it doesn't matter how long it took that person. They've been doing it for years and years and years and years. So it, 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 who cares if it took them two minutes or if it took them, you know, two hours. And so that's what I'm telling you. Like you are painting this dining room table so effortlessly now because you know what you're doing. So who cares if you're not working at it for 12 hours a day anymore. That's behind you. Like you are an experienced lady and I want you to change your mindset to that. It's almost like the quality of your experience versus the quantity of the time in the job. Right. And I feel like also just to piggyback off of that, you are not, Connie, you are not the only mom who has kids screaming in the background and, you know, have a husband asking you questions in the middle of a meeting. You know, being a life coach, I talk to clients all day, every day where they are experiencing the exact same things. And I feel like when you're in a situation where there's a shared experience or like a feeling of belonging because you're all going through the same thing at the same time, right? Like that's the beauty of COVID, right? Yes, it was a horrible, hard year and it's not over, but none of us are in this alone. And, you know, when I talk to a client who's like, yeah, I don't have any friends right now because no one wants to hang out with me. I'm like, girl, same. I get it. I haven't seen any of my friends in six months, you know, because I'm terrified and no one wants to hang out. No one wants to be doing things. So it's like all of these worries and concerns that you have are very realistic things that are happening to every single other person who has kids and who has a husband or a wife, you know? So you're definitely not alone. And I think, you know, when you do have to say like, Oh, sorry, my kid, you know, like I got to run really quick or I can't make that call. People will be like, yeah, we get it. (laughs) We totally get it. Totally. And you, again, I keep coming back to the 15 years. That means you're close with people at work. You have relationships and also you've managed to like be there for 15 years and not get fired. Like anytime I try to work for someone else, I get fired after like six months. (laughs) So 15 years is honestly incredible, but that means that you are easy to work with. That means you're talented. That means people like you. I mean, people hold on to jobs that are likable. I'm not trying to say that I'm not likable. Okay. There's something else wrong with me, but that's another podcast. So it's so important that you lean into these relationships and I don't hate the idea now, not with everyone. Okay. So listen to this qualifier, but I don't hate the idea of you talking and communicating with people that you trust, that have your back, that aren't going to use this against you. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully you're in a nice industry. I'm used to the wild, wild west out in Los Angeles and people can be awful. But, you know, again, 15 years to me signifies that you've got some people in your corner so you can talk to them. It's like, yes, I know that you're already a mother and this is not your first child. But again, like I said earlier, that does not change anything. You are a first time mother for two kids. Mm -hmm. And any parent who has more than one or even has one understands the amount of pressure and responsibility that you're now facing. So I want you to feel free to communicate of like, 
Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. Like I have to be there for my family, but I also want to give as much as I can to work. What can I expect? And can you give me, can you cut me some slack and can you help me out? And can you cover for me or, or be there for me? Not even cover for me. Parents don't need to feel ashamed for putting their, parents, their families first, but like, can you support me and have my back whenever I've got a screaming kid in the background during a zoom call, right? Like you've got these relationships and, and you're going to probably feel surprised at how many parents are like, oh, oh yeah. Don't you remember last Wednesday when like little Katie was screaming her head off and you're probably going to be like, oh no, I don't remember that at all because it's okay for everyone else, but it's not okay for you. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. It is okay for you. It's absolutely more than okay for you to join the club of, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, welcome. We have snacks. It's going to be good. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. So welcome. We have snacks. <laughs> we got them good snacks too. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my, I also had a tip that kind of like piggybacks off of that too, but just like really leaning into your support system, your support mm-hmm. system at work and your support system at home. Like for me, I really resonated with what she said about you know, like she's been at home being primary caregiver to her two babies. Right. And so she's in charge of bedtime schedules, snacks, food, laundry, like she's on top of her shit. And so to now, you know, and I resonate with that because I am a control freak, right? Like I, I like, not. You don't <laughs> resonate. I don't resonate. I don't I identify so, at all. I so resonate with that because eat, I mean, the smallest things that happen in the Dean household, I'm like, Carl, get the fuck away from this. Like, this is, let me just do this. He's like, okay, you just do whatever you want, you know, because that gives me a sense of control, which, you know, is me. I am control. Control is me. So with that being said, you know, I think being able to hand over all of those things that you were knee deep in and had control over to now a nanny and you have to like reprioritize and refocus your, you know, time and energy into work again. You know, like I really resonated with her saying that that was going to be hard for her because she has been doing this for the past, however many months, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, she absolutely has. And I think I, I sympathize with that too. I don't totally get it because that's not my MO and I always feel like I'm out of control and nothing's ever structured and no day looks the same and yee. So, but let's not peek inside my life. Let's still talk about yours. So I, I keep on, I, I thought about this. I actually wrote down the phrase like code switching when you were talking because I can't imagine how dramatic that switch is going from full-time mom to full-time worker while still being a mom, like you're just, I don't know. I, I would imagine. So, so one, I need you to prepare for a very bumpy transition. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is probably not going to go smoothly. If it does, wow, you're basically defying gravity. Amazing for you. I would predict this is going to be extremely bumpy, extremely uncomfortable. And you're going to feel like no one is getting what they deserve from you. Um, and so just prepare for that. Okay. Like I need you to like, and and it sounds like you already are like, you're already stressed about it. I think instead of being anxious or stressed, just know it's inevitable. And so you might as well just be like, it is what it is. It's going to be fine. And then the second thing is that actually I'm going to circle back to, to Michelle Obama's becoming, (laughs) she's so amazing. 
But there's this chapter where she talks about being on the campaign trail with Barack and it's Malia's birthday and it's 4th of July. And so they kind of like basically create her birthday party to be like a campaign trail stop. Like there's a parade and people say happy birthday and she gets, I think she gets like ice cream or something. I don't know. But like they didn't really do anything for her and they have like presents, but like their assistants wrapped them. And I don't even think Michelle knows what the gifts really are. Like they're just like, I mean, hanging on by a thread. And there's this moment where Michelle and Brock look at each other in like complete disappointment and just like, we failed. We're the worst parents ever. Like, oh my gosh. And at the end of the day, Malia comes over and is like, this is the best birthday ever, right? She is like over the moon. Like, this was amazing. I feel like a rock star. I feel so special. I feel so loved. And Michelle's like, wait, what? And so I want you to remember that, like, because Michelle and Barack in that moment were so fixated on their kids because they care so much, even if time is one thing that they don't have a lot of, they have a ton of love, right? And that's something that's not limited. Don't forget that. Like, yes, children want time, but what children really want is love. And so if they can feel that, and if they can get that from you, it's okay if it's not, if everything isn't about them, they're not going to remember their mom having to be on a work meeting. They're going to remember their mom leaving the work meeting, coming back and having dinner with them and having like bedtime stories. Right. So like mm -hmm. you've got to give children a little bit more credit, not, not you Connie necessarily, but I think all of us, as long as we're trying and we're present and we're like happy when we're with them, I think they're going to be just fine. And honestly, same with work. I think honestly, work doesn't need your 100% effort either. Like they're also going to be fine. I'm thinking about the 80-20 rule here, right? You put in 20% of the effort and you get 80% of the results and you have to put in the other 80% of the effort to get the remaining 20% of the results. Mm -hmm. Like mama, you're going to have to be efficient here. You're going to be giving everyone that 20% effort to get 80% of the results. And you know what? I don't hate it. I don't at all. 80% is even great if you ask me. I love that. I love that so much. When you were talking, I thought of, um, have you ever heard that quote? That's like, you can't do everything when you have to be everything. Ooh, no, but I like it. And it's, it's so true. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're wearing Connie, you're wearing like all of the hats, right? Like you're a mom of two kids, you know, that are young, right? Like we're not talking like kids that can just like take care of themselves and like figure it the fuck out. Like you have to be very involved under five years, five, what was it? Five and two and a half or no, two and a half and five months. Okay. So we're talking two babies under three years old, which is like, isn't there a term for that? Isn't that like, I think it's called hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, just kidding, Connie. I'm just kidding. I'm sure your boys are adorable and a half. But you know, like three nagers are a thing, and anything under any child under the age of one is like a lot, right? So like you're well, a potato. Yeah, the, a cute potato, but definitely a potato. <laughs> but a very fragile, delicate potato that needs constant care. Totally. So you have that, which, so like mom, superwoman, wonder woman, then you have full-time job with, obviously you have expectations of yourself that are carrying on from the past. Then you ha have just moved into a new home in a new city in a new state, which that in and of itself is wild and a huge transition. 
And then like marriage is hard too. Like you're wearing a lot of hats and you're having to be everything in your life right now. And so you're not, there's no way that you're going to be able to do everything when you have to be everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I completely agree, which sounds scary because we're basically just saying, Fuck up, you're screwed, but that, that's not what we mean at all. We're more saying the life that you had before where you were, you know, proper, cute, sexy mama in Manhattan with a well-behaved little boy and a full-time job where you went to the office with no distractions. And then you came back and you were super present. Like that's gone. Mm -hmm. It's gone. And it's never going to come back. Eventually your boys are going to get to the age where they can wipe their own booty and make themselves a snack. And you're going to be like, hallelujah, like, and you'll get there. So it's going to get better. But for now we are in survival mode. And the last thing we need from you is to beat yourself up. Okay. When you've got breaks where you're not feeling like you're behind in work and you're not feeling like you're behind being a mom and it's just you, we've got to change that mind frame into, oh my God, I am such a badass. Like Mm -hmm. the walls might be crumbling around me, but the ceiling has not fallen yet. And I am doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to focus on all the things that you didn't get to, or that you should be doing, or that you could be doing. Like this phase of life is so temporary. And it's so hard to remember that when you're in the trenches. And by definition, you are in the trenches. There is, this is going to be one of the most intense high pressure moments of your life. So, and I know that awareness can feel overwhelming, but it's also good to know that. So you can give yourself a break instead of being like, well, every other woman does this. It's like, but does she like, we're all trying to get by and any other mom out there listening who has one kid or if they have three or if they have two, just like you, I mean, they're all sitting there. I hope nodding their heads like, (laughs) yeah, good luck. This is going to be hard. But if we, if your standards of yourself remain unchanged, the only person who's going to lose here is you. It's Mm -hmm. not going to be your boys. They're going to be fine. It's not going to be work. Work's going to be fine. It's just going to be you who is suffering, feeling like you're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that so much. And, you know, I wouldn't be me if I didn't mention self-care, right? Like I think I, while you were talking, I'm like, okay, yeah, like celebrate those little successes, right? Like if you manage to like wash your hair, Connie, like great job, pat yourself on the back because you fucking deserve it. Okay, sis. But also, you know, if you do have two freaking minutes and you're deciding between folding laundry or doing a face mask, like let's, the laundry will still be there tomorrow. Okay. Like, let's just make sure I have to just mention self-care as like an end note for me, because I just think that, you know, you can get so wrapped up in all the things and doing all the things and having all the expectations. But like, if you got to pick between the two, like take that face mask, take that two minutes of self-care or quiet time or whatever that looks like for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think my last two things are one, I, we also forgot to mention that like ideally COVID is going to be temporary. Mm-hmm. So at some point, like your kids will go back to school at some point, you will go back to the office if you want. I know a lot of offices are giving people the choice now, which is lovely because I love work from home, but I'm not sure I would love work from home with a full house. So I, I hear you. Um, but you know, that will change. So I don't know. I just think it's really healthy to go into something knowing that there is 
an end game. Like there are mile markers and there's a finish line. And so this is not a forever thing. And so just kind of take a deep breath and do your best. And again, understand that your 100% will not be received by anyone. And that's good enough because your 100% after reading this, I know is like other people's a thousand percent. Okay. So you could probably get by giving everyone 60%. And like I said earlier, 20, 20% serious. You're going to be fine. You've just got to like give yourself a break. But the second thing is don't be scared of changing the plan. Like you already gracefully did that when you decided Manhattan didn't give you enough space and you wanted to move to New Jersey and you kind of changed the plan then and you did it and it ended up being okay. Don't be afraid to change that again. Meaning if you go back to work and work five days a week is too much, you've been there 15 years, you've earned it. You can ask for three days a week, or you can ask to leave early on Fridays, or you can ask to take half days and go part-time for a little bit. Like, don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Just because you're returning to the life that you had before, that doesn't mean it has to stay the same. You're allowed to change it. You're allowed to maybe take one day without the nanny and get, and get back to being with your boys for the entire day. Like, I'm just, I'm just making up ideas right now. I'm not saying any of these are what you're looking for. But I just want to remind you that you're in charge of your own life and you can ask for what you want. And again, in that 15 years, damn, like you put in so much work that you've earned. You've earned asking for what you want there. Like anyone has. I'm not trying to deter anyone who's only been at a job for a year that you can't ask for what you want. That's bullshit. You can. But like 15 years, it really does give you that power to be like, I am a loyal employee. So like I've helped you out, help me out. Mm -hmm. So I just, I just want to remind you that you can change things, meaning you don't have to come back to your life the exact way that it was. You can make it fit you, especially for the next, I don't know. What do you think, Elise? Like two and a half, in two and a half years, go to kindergarten. I'm just doing some math here. Or maybe you can even just change the rules until COVID kind of ends. let's not go there let's not go let's come back let's go let's come back let's come back I don't want to think about that um so I hope this helps I know that you might have been looking for actual tips of like wear headphones or buy other toys for your kids but like the reality is this is going to be a mindset shift for you totally which is the hardest advice to hear but the good news is is it's the most effective It's all about that flexibility, baby. If that's one thing I've learned this past year, it's flexibility makes the world go round. (laughs) Yes. Okay, Connie, I hope this was helpful. Um, And if anyone else out there is feeling like they are treading water or they're anxious about their next step, you're in the right place, mama, because we've got, we've actually added a bunch of new life coaches recently too. Our team is growing. We are thriving with ladies ready to help you. So come on over to joinblush.com and use promo code blush you in all caps for 25% off your first month. And if you want to be like Connie and get some advice to air on this podcast, hell yeah, write into blush you at joinblush.com and Elise and I will get to it. And we don't do the 2080 rule here, the 80, 20 rule here. We get a hundred percent. We get a hundred percent for you every time because you deserve it. 
I love it. You know what you were t- you, what you just said about like we're growing and we're adding to the team. I like had a vision. This is so unrelated, but like very on brand for me of like talking about random shit. But um, in Bridesmaids, where she's on the plane and she's like. <laughs> I'm here and I'm ready to party. What does she say? Uh, I'm ready to party. Yeah. <laughs> well, when the sights, she starts singing. Everybody, your homework for us is to go watch Bridesmaids and just watch Bridesmaids and read Becoming and join our book club so that I don't quit because that's <laughs> my MO. <laughs> no, I know. But now that I have one, it's going to be awesome. So come join. Okay, guys, we will leave you before we start breaking out into other random songs that have absolutely nothing to do with this podcast. (laughs) So we love you all and we will see you next time. See ya.